Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with coach, podcaster, CEO, and publisher, Sean Carlton. He is a creative and visionary force as the founder of Dark Age Media. He has several podcast feeds. One is about health, and the other is extolling the vitality of Des Moines, Iowa. By day, he works in a hospital, and on the side, he is quite busy changing lives as a coach, podcaster, and entrepreneur. Enjoy this story. Well, cool, man. Well, it's great to meet you. I want to begin our conversation before we get into your work and your company with okay. survive. We're getting on the four year anniversary of COVID. How mm-hmm. did you survive that time period and how did it change you? Well, I survived it, I guess, by just kind of really just kind of keeping my head low and, to, you know, abiding by the rules as they were stated and just kind of living as much as I can. I also work in a hospital, too. So, okay. Um, yeah, I just kind of like, I guess, just kind of weathered it as best as I really could. That's as much as I can really tell you. I, I just, like I said, I didn't do anything outrageous and stupid. I just kind of uh, went with the flow and, um, you know, and let it run its course. So, you know, there's a lot of things you mentioned working at a hospital, you were a podcaster, CEO, and mm-hmm. publisher. Let's get to the heart and soul of what you do on a daily basis. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. It's career day. And one okay. of the kids says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Well, what I do for a living as far as a day job is I work in the hospital. As I just said, I work in the laboratory as a lab assistant slash phlebotomist. So I'm the guy who goes around and draws blood from everybody. So <laughs> that obviously, yeah, that makes me the most popular guy around for sure. Um, <laughs> especially in the middle of the night, but also too. So I also, I'm a personal trainer. So I'm certified to uh, coach people and learning how to basically build their body up and become stronger and healthier. So that's what I do. I help people get much healthier than they are currently. And also, too, I am, like you said earlier, I am a publisher. I run a, a website. It's brand new, actually. It's the newest thing. I run an online site where I publish blogs and my podcast. So as a podcaster, I run two podcasts. One is Fitness Reborn with Sean, which uh, works alongside my fitness business as a personal trainer. Um, It's where I really explore as much of the, the world of fitness as I can with talking to people and learning from them and passing that knowledge on to whoever is listening. And the other one is the brand new one is Dear DSM. That is a podcast that is all about the city of Des Moines. Uh, I learned that the city here that is about, you know, 30, 40 miles from where I live is just teeming with interest and talent. And I wanted to explore that. And as far as I'm aware, there was no other podcast that really kind of dug into that as much as I would like to with Dear DSM. So if you want to really cut it short, what I do is that I'm a facilitator. You know, I help people get fit. I help people learn. And I'm just here to serve. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? <laughs> in the third grade? Uh, oh, I can't even remember. It's too far back. You know, probably something along the lines that most boys wanted to be. Probably something like, you know, police officer, firefighter, movie star, superhero, something like that. You know, something of some real significance for sure. So talk to me a little bit about how we got to this point. Take me back to where you were born and raised and how did this diversification of who you are today, how did all these seeds get planted? Well, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. 
So I lived out in Baltimore, Maryland until I, until I was about eight. And then I moved out to Iowa uh, with my mother. She uh, wanted to attend Iowa State University, the uh, master's program in graphic design. And she did. And we've been out here ever since. We never, we never left Iowa. We never went back to the East Coast. I think originally the plan was to eventually move back to the East Coast. But um, as life sometimes happens, something different came along. And we just kind of stayed put in central Iowa. And this is where I have been ever since. I have uh, grown up in Iowa. Um, so I pretty much consider myself a full, full Midwesterner. And so I, I went to Iowa State myself after graduating high school. Um, I didn't really have too much in a way of a real direction for a lot of a lot of for a lot of years. Like I didn't go to grad school. I kind of thought I maybe went to law school or something like that. But it, I decided against that. And you know, I think in hindsight that was probably the better idea because the idea now of being a lawyer doesn't appeal to me one little bit. So I'm really glad I didn't take that route. And yeah, and, uh, you know, I got into fitness myself um, much years later and I became a trainer and and then I just kind of parlayed my training experience and training knowledge into podcasting. And now I'm branching out into more podcasting with the DSM stuff. So I'm really kind of setting myself up to be kind of a media personality, a media influence. I figured that is how I can really kind of uh, affect the most lives as opposed to being uh, just like a one-on-one -on -one trainer or even working as a trainer online. So what do you like the best about living in Iowa? Well, I guess what I like best about, I don't know much about living in Iowa itself because mm, I haven't lived in most of Iowa, but, you know, Ames, the town I do currently live in, it is, it's very lively because it's a college town. It's got the university here. So you get exposure to all different kinds of life that the world has to offer because we have a lot of, we have a huge international student uh, contingent here at Iowa State. See, I've always had a broad exposure to a lot of different people from all walks of life here. That's one thing I really have learned to appreciate as I've gotten older is that, um, you know, I can meet people who have literally lived in Iowa whole, their, all their lives, have been born here, have lived the uh, typical Midwest United States kind of lifestyle. And I meet people who come as far away from China and India who have a whole different way of being and a whole different uh, perspective on everything. And, you know, I didn't really appreciate there very much when I was a kid, but now uh, these days I kind of really um, rejoice in that exposure I've had when I was younger. I think it's really kind of served me well as an adult. So talk to me a little bit about, a t t I want to open up a little bit here about, what is ultimately the driving force every day for you? When you get up, what gets you out of bed? What gets you to not only have the day job, have your side gigs, to be a media personality? What is that motivation for you? The motivation for me is the people I'm serving and the people that I can actually reach out to and the things that I could actually do um, with my media company 
and with my services and with my podcasts. I've had tremendous feedback with the Fitness Reborn one. It's almost two years old. I started it in, during the pandemic in May of 2022. Um, I just kind of was like, I was kind of spitballing my way through it. You know, I downloaded some cheap uh, recording software off the internet. I got a microphone. I had my laptop. And I just kind of started, you know, and if you listen to those very early recordings, it's just me talking. I have no guest on those first, you know, half dozen interview or half dozen recordings. It's just me. Uh, and they're very rough sounding. It's kind of very painful for me to go back and listen to some of that stuff here because it just does not sound good. I sound like I'm meandering. I'm going on for 20 minutes, but it gets better. And I eventually re started recording guests on and it's only grown from there. And if, you know, I look at my numbers and I look at my charts from day one till now, it's only been a steady increase ever since. And it's picking up more and more. Um, and that tells me that people are responding well to what I'm doing. And I've had personal feedback to that as well. So that keeps me going too. I'm at a point now with the fitness podcast, I feel like I can't really stop it right now. <laughs> because I've got so many people lined up in the pipeline that I can't really just say, well, okay, I quit now. No, I can't do that. That's rude and inconsiderate. And I don't like doing stuff like that. So really, I guess what really gets me going here is what I can really do with the, the work I've already started, the work that I could possibly do and what it, what it could uh, potentiate for the future and what it could really mean to everyone else. That's what really gets me going. So who's been a hero for you in your life? It's been a hero for me in my life. That's a good question. Because I don't normally think about heroes very much. You know, I know there's people out there, they have one person that they really aspire to. You know, I think if I thought about it, enough, I could probably narrow it down to one, but there's quite a few people out there that I really kind of admire and I really uh, look up to and I really, um, really just love what they've done and what they, and what they, uh, they, they have to offer. So I guess I can't really answer that because I don't really have a, a one person that I can really tell you. So if you could have a dream interview on your podcast or meet somebody that you, admire who would you love to meet and interview and talk to well my fitness podcast i'd love to meet uh tim grover i okay so someone i've admired a lot there we go um tim grover uh, you may or may not know his name uh he is the train he was a trainer to michael jordan yeah and took kobe bryant okay so as a personal trainer i admired that a lot because in the world of sports, I mean, you're not going to get much bigger than that, at least not in basketball. Um, but I've admired him, I, or I've admired him a long time. I've, I've read his books. And if, I, if there was one person I would love to have on my fitness podcast, it would be him because he's a very strong personality. He's got a lot of insights. And he's also very very uh unabashedly human like he'll tell you some of the things that are more delicate about his life and his personality and he's oh, he's been very open especially if you follow him on social media he's been very open about his 
um, very human frailties and his very human side. So I admire that about him the most. So I guess as much as it would freak me out to talk to Tim, uh, Tim Grover, <laughs> because he's kind of intimidating. He kind of has like an, an OG kind of vibe to him. Um, I would like him, I guess, the most. So of all of the clients that you've helped, of all of the, you know, feedback that you've gotten, what's one of your best success stories as a professional? Well, the most recent one I got was a client that I worked with. I worked with her for over a year. I don't work with her anymore, but I worked with her for over a year and she had all kinds of issues with, you know, stemming from, you know, having babies and kind of pelvic floor issues and things like that. And uh, sore knees, chronically sore knees, arthritis and stuff like that, uh, being, you know, overweight. And we really, we really clicked pretty much right from the, right from the go. We really bonded over the time that we had. And not every one of her problems has completely gone away, but it has improved significantly. And last year, I got her to run an obstacle course that's held here not far from where I live. Um, she had never done anything like that before. And we ran it together. I'd done, I've done several obstacle courses. I like doing stuff like that. And I coaxed her into doing it as a goal. She had never done anything like that. She never even considered doing something like that. She didn't think stuff like that was for her. But I talked her into it, and she did it, and she had a ball. And we it was a beautiful day for it, too. We really got lucky with the weather we had because in times past, the weather we had was just not good. It was windy, cold, wet, um, and just miserable. <laughs> and it was not really a fun time uh, outside of the actual obstacle course. But and what we got really lucky with some really uh, great weather, really warm, lots of sun, and she did it. And she couldn't have been happier about herself. The fact that she had gone through three miles of climbing, running, jumping, crawling, rolling, you know, all the stuff that, you know, kids do all the time that they take for granted. But she had never done, she hadn't done stuff like that in years. And she was just on cloud nine and it really makes you feel good to see that. So let's say you have a dream tonight and you run into a much younger version of you, say 18 year old version, and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained so far in life. What advice would you impart on that young version of you? I guess I would say, think more about what you could do for others rather than what you could do for yourself. Cause at 18 years old, you're just kind of thinking all about you, what I can get, what I can do. Um, have more of a long-term plan in mind. Again, short-sightedness is typical of 18 year olds and just keep going. That's all I can really say is just keep going, pick something that you love and just keep going because when you've got something that you're doing that you love, you don't really notice the time going by. You don't, you know, you don't click down the minutes and the hours until it's done. Um, I found myself working 10 hour shifts. I come home and I'm working on my side gig for another two, three hours. So I'm up, you know, I get off of work at 1030 at night. So I don't really turn off the light till maybe 1230, one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I don't mind that. 
because I want to do it. So think of others, have a long-term goal, and pick something that you love to do and keep going because it's not a chore if it's something you love to do. So of all of the things that you've done and become and overcome, what are you the proudest of? All the things I've ever done and become and I've overcome, what am I proudest of? I'm proudest of the fact that I'm not a negative person. I kind of was for a long time, but I have worked to overcome that. I have worked to be a more positive, optimistic person. Uh, my life was not bad growing up. I did not have a bad childhood. It wasn't perfect. And at times it wasn't great, but it was not bad. Um, even though I grew up with a single mother out here, you know, in a predominantly white town and I'm a black person, you know, Ames is still great. Um, but you still kind of feel like an outsider for that reason. Um, but I'm not a negative person. And I did have, you know, growing up directly and indirectly, a lot of negativity towards me, a lot of depression, negativity. I used to struggle with depression. I don't really struggle with depression anymore. Um, I used to take medications for it. I don't do that anymore. I don't need them. I have my ups and downs, but I don't get into a stupor and feel like I can't crawl out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I am a much, I am a much, uh, much more happier person and upbeat person now than I used to be. And I've really, negativity is really just, it's a terrible thing to fall into. Yeah. Because, because it doesn't, because it doesn't allow for anything other than just more of the same. And I've learned that. And I take my, I take my lumps as they come and I just keep going again. I just keep going. I suffer setbacks. I keep going. You know, I have a bad day. I keep going. I might ruminate about it. I journal about it. I get it out of my system. You know, it's not that I just kind of like shut my mind off to it and it's not there anymore. It's not that simple for me, but I've learned to keep it at bay. So if, if, I, if there's any one thing that I've, I'm most proud of that I never, I have not allowed myself to be consumed by, or I have not allowed myself to be conquered by, it is the, um, the negativity that is so easily, uh, that is so prevalent in modern society. So you have all these different people that know you, pockets of people in your life, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Well, I think that I'm, I'm a man for one. I'm a father. I have two kids. Um, I'm a healthcare worker. I'm all these things that people can see, but I, I am also, I, I also see myself as a guide, a facilitator. And I'm also, I don't, I don't know if this is kind of, uh, sounds conceited or not, but I'm also particularly particularly sensitive to things around me. 
you know, yeah, I, I tend to be hyper aware, um, which is part of the reason why I guess why I don't really don't really talk a whole lot around people around me. I've always been kind of introverted, you know. Uh, I don't know if that's directly related or not, but I guess what it, I guess what it really comes down to is that. I'm I'm really just as as human as anybody. And I just want to do more with what makes me human and in my own special way. So, Sean, if anyone wants to get involved with uh, Dark Age Media, your podcasts, coaching, anything about your world, where's the best place to go and to reach out? Well, the best place to, the best place to reach out to me directly would be through my email. So you can uh, email me at Sean, S-E-A-N dot Carlton, C-A-R-L-T-O-N zero zero. That's two zeros, gmail.com. Email me directly. Uh, you could also follow, find me on Facebook. It's Sean with two N's, S-E-A-N-N-C-A on Facebook. Um, my Instagram handle is your host, Sean, with two N's again. And... Those are the best, those are the biggest media, uh, social media outlets that I have. And the email address is the best way to get a hold of me directly. You can also um, access my uh, media site, which is part of Dark Age Media. It's Samo Lives, S A M O Lives at Substack. Okay. And if you want links, I can send you links here too for people can find. Sure. Um, but that's the best way. If you want to see my work, if you want to see where all my podcasts are, if you want to reach out to me directly, there you go. Right on. Sean, this has been great, man. Thank you for your story. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.